You are listening to the Recovering Faith Podcast, an honest and non-judgmental discussion on faith in God and the doubts we often have, why it's sometimes difficult to trust God, and how we can know with assurity that He loves us. This show centers on strengthening and rebuilding our faith after loss, tragedy, or when coming to Christianity from a non-Christian or pseudo-Christian worldview. Now, here is your host, Gene Curl. Hello, I'm Gene Curl, host of the Recovering Faith podcast and blog. Even though uh, lately, because of my hand injury and I have a difficult time typing, I'm still uh, not typing a blog because it's really difficult to write a blog when you do have to do the hunt and peck method. So until then, until my finger heals up and I can actually type, I'm just going to do a podcast and Today's episode is about my uh, religious journey, uh, why, I, why I lost faith, uh, how I've, a little bit about my upbringing, and then why, mostly why I am now a Christian. And I've talked about this uh, before in different episodes, but I always like to share about why I believe in God. And so to start off with, I was raised in a religious home. Uh, I, my parents believed I had always seen my mother praying, but it never seemed to me that my that her prayers were answered. The things that she prayed for, they never seemed to come to pass. And my father was not an overly nice man, despite the fact that uh, he was an ordained minister. And so, through a lot of experiences growing up, I eventually. Uh, started to, well, I started, I didn't lose faith when I was growing up, but I actually believed that, believed in God, and I had no doubt that God has existed, but for a while I believed that God didn't love me because so many bad things had wound up happening to me in my life. And then, partially to distance myself from my father, and partially because they were really nice people and just convinced me they were another Christian religion, I wound up joining a pseudo-Christian cult. And I was in that religion for a long time before I finally decided that, or finally realized that they weren't, it wasn't true when I got out. And through a combination of discovering that I'd wasted all this time in this cult, and also, because of college, I completely lost my faith for a while. See, when I was in college, it seemed like almost every professor that I had had an agenda to try to convince people that, that religion, and especially Christianity, isn't true. And one of my professors came out right and actually said that that was her goal. She said that she wanted, uh, she, her goal was that by the end of the semester that everybody would doubt their faith and that nobody would be Christian. Now if somebody had said that the other way, if there was ever a professor that said that their goal is that by the end of the semester everybody would be Christian or even Jewish, there wouldn't be any blowback at all. I mean, they're Sorry, that's not what I meant. I mean, there'd be huge blowback. They'd probably lose a job. 
But if an atheist professor says that they want everybody to lose their faith, you know, nobody really thinks anything of it. So I wound up losing my faith for a few years. In fact, I even got to the point where, where I was angry with religion and angry with God. And, and like I say earlier, I believed that God hated me. But eventually I decided it was easier to believe that God didn't exist and that he hated me. And also, I started blaming everything bad that had ever happened to me on religion. And well, at this time in my life, I was driving a tour bus, and my boss was also an atheist, and he knew that I was an atheist, and so he thought it was funny to put me with church groups because he thought it would make me feel uncomfortable. And so, the majority of the groups that I had were actually church groups. And these church groups would always be, they'd be talking about religion or sometimes playing religious music or all these kind of things. And, and they would invite me to join in on their activities, but I would usually just politely decline. And, you know, this kept going on for several years and just had church group after church group. And, uh, Really, none of them really had that big of an impact on me. Uh, but I did have this one group that I took to Louisville, Kentucky, to uh, what is called the Youth Congress. And I talked to them, and, and when everybody else was asleep, one of uh, two of the pastors that were on there from two different churches, they were sitting up front. And we had a long discussion while everybody else was asleep. And I helped they helped me to realize that maybe Christianity wasn't as bad as I had thought, but they didn't really make me believe. Um, and I told them actually that I sometimes wanted to believe that I just couldn't. And then it, you know, of course, went on from there uh, at least a year, uh, not going to church and still saying every bad thing about religion that I could think of. And all the while, though, um, I, whenever I would say that I wished I could believe, my atheist friends would poke fun at me and say that I was stupid because I, well, not all of them, but some of them would say that I was stupid because I wanted to believe, and they'd say, I don't know why you'd want to believe, I don't want to believe. Well, then, while I was uh, driving a tour bus, it seemed that for a while, every other week, I got sent to Chicago, and... I actually don't like Chicago very much, especially driving a bus. The traffic is absolutely horrible. Their taxi cabs don't follow any kind of laws. They just do whatever they want, whatever they want, and it causes all kind of traffic problems. And there's just, it's really bad driving a bus in Chicago, and so I never did like it. But I had just got back from a trip to Chicago, and I was supposed to have uh, three or four days off. And so I was still wearing my uniform and I was unpacking my suitcase and my boss called me and he asked if I could come in to work and I said yeah I guess so when do you need me so my boss said well an hour ago so I just threw everything back in my bag and I showed up to the bus barn not even not even having any idea 
what kind of group I was hauling and so he just quickly briefed me in and told me that this was going to be a this is going to be a religious group uh, from the Lincoln Berean Church in Lincoln, Nebraska, and he t uh, and they had this they had this event where they had a bunch of different churches come together and they were uh, they called it a spree. And they were a singing group and they were going to be doing musical skits and performances all across uh, Western Nebraska and Colorado that year. And so by the time that I found, uh, by the time I pulled into the church parking lot with the bus, it was about, I had known that I was going to do this trip for about an hour. Pulled in and they all cheered and got on the road. And so that wasn't, we got an hour, uh, started an hour late, which wasn't too bad. We made it to every, the, every place in time. Well, you know, at, I, at the time, I thought it was pure coincidence that I wound up with this group because the lady that was supposed to have this group she had had that group every year and this one year she forgot that she was scheduled to have this group and she went camping in, in uh, Wyoming and so when when the boss called her to find out why she wasn't there she said she forgot and she's in Wyoming and there's no way she could get back and even she could get back, it'd be a couple days because she was so far, or at least a day because she was so far out. And I was absolutely, positively the only driver available that could take this trip. And so, and so I didn't think much of it. I just thought, well, I guess she forgot. So I took this trip, and at the very first place where we stopped for them to do their performance, the lady that was in charge she came up to me and asked if I would like to come inside and watch her performance. And up at this point, I actively avoided anything religious, but I thought to myself, oh, why not? So I decided to go ahead and come inside and sit down and listen to the performance. And I sat all the way in the back. And I watched her skit and listened to their music. And something about it, something about this performance just really touched me and I started thinking is this is this what the love of God feels like is this what everybody talks about when they talk about feeling the spirit and in all my time in religion I'd never felt that feeling before and I thought well this is uh, and I thought well maybe this is something to it and the I think the last song that they did in their performance was uh, Christ is enough and I almost wanted to stand up and proclaim my faith in Christ, and but I didn't. And it was at this point, you know, I was so touched that I couldn't even see the stage for the tears in my eyes, but I don't think anybody noticed. I was way in the back and it was dark. So as soon as it was over, I got out and went out. And, and I had already, before, by the time we got on the road, I had already convinced myself that it was just some kind of religious trick and I scalded myself for falling for it. So, uh, later that day we had a second performance, or they did, rather, and I decided to go ahead and sit in on the second performance just in case. And I felt similarly touched by the second performance. 
And in all, I wound up sitting in on every one of their performances. And I think I think I was with them for two weeks, and so something like twenty something performances, and I sit in on every single one of them. And well, halfway through the trip, I bought I bought a Bible at a hotel gift store, gift shop. And I started to read it. And at this, and then at one of the hotels, I heard the lady in charge. She was talking about about the group and all the work she puts into it, and and she was lamenting that she didn't think she was making any difference, and said, "Sometimes I don't even know why I bother. I don't think I'm making any difference at all." So I walked up to her and said, "For whatever it's worth." You've made a difference, and uh, you've touched at least one person with with what you've done. And so she got up and gave me a big hug, and she was she was uh, grateful that I told her that. But of course, she didn't know that I didn't believe before, and she didn't know that be partially because of uh, her group and their performances that I started to believe. And well, by the end of the trip, I had uh, decided, well, you know, maybe there is something to this. And I, I was doing a lot of uh, research on Christianity. I mean, I, I've read the Bible probably at this point. I'd, I'd read it so many times, but it's not that I didn't know the Bible, but I was reading the Bible again, and I was investigating, seeing if there's any, any why people believe and proof to Christianity and all these things in my hotel room at night. And then some of the kids their church were was going to have a uh, going to go the following week or two weeks later they're going to go to Cary, Mississippi for a for a mission trip and so I volunteered I called my boss and volunteered to take that trip and so I took the group down there uh, you know I, <laughs> I took the group down there the next week or whenever it was and they would have, uh, what they were doing is they were teaching vacation Bible school, and I didn't get a sit-in on the vacation Bible school because I took half of them to one place and half of them the other. But in the evenings, they would have kind of a church service there back at the place we were staying. And I would listen to it. And, you know, for a while I thought, well, you know, I, I, I really, I'm, I think I do believe in God and I believe in Christ. And, and I was thinking about in the Bible where there was this man who came up to Jesus and asked him to heal his son, and he had said that the apostles had previously uh, tried to heal his son and they couldn't. And Jesus told him that yeah, with faith all things are possible. And the father looked at Jesus and said, I believe, and then I guess... It doesn't say this in the text, but I imagine in my mind's eye that Jesus looked at him with a questioning look, like, do you really? And then so the Father says, Lord, help thou my unbelief. And I felt at that point that I, where I was with my faith, where I didn't have a lot of faith, but I had enough faith to ask God to help me with my faith. And then there was... 
uh, in one of these church meetings that we had, the pastor that was on this trip, he said something, basically singled me out, and he didn't know that he did, but he basically singled me out and said that any, anybody who didn't believe was an idiot and said all kind of derogatory things about, uh, about anybody who doesn't have firm faith in God, and, which is not an effective missionary tool, by the way. And I started thinking, well, if I even, I wanted to believe, but I don't know if I want to believe if Christians are treating me this way. Well, that, I stayed up half the night thinking about it after I went back to uh, my room. And then I got to thinking about it, and I thought, well, you know, whether or not I believe has nothing to do with how this man treated me. I now, through study of the Bible and study of things external to the Bible, and through the feelings of the Spirit, I know that God is real. And so whether or not I follow God should have nothing to do with how these people treated me. I know God is real. And so that night, I got up, and I was walking along this swamp in the bayou, and, and I knelt down, and I prayed, and, and I told God that I wanted to give my life to Him and that I wanted, that I knew I was a sinner, and that I knew that it was only through Jesus Christ that I could be saved. And yes, I know that a, prayer, that a uh, sinner's prayer or whatever isn't some magical thing you say and boom, you're saved. That it's not the prayer that saves you, that it's the grace of God. But I wanted to verbally acknowledge to God that I knew that he was real and I knew he loved me and that I knew that I couldn't do this journey on my own, that I needed his help, and tell him that not only that I wanted his help, but that I would accept his help and that I would do my best to live my life uh, according to his will. And I'm not saying that I'm a perfect Christian or that my life is perfect, but my life is so much better now than it was then. When I was an atheist, I was basically angry all the time. I was just looking for something to be mad about as, uh, in regards to religion. But now I'm genuinely happy. Um, I have a lot of friends in church, but I mean, that's not why I'm happy. I have a lot of friends in church. And, and I realized that before I found a church home, I'd realized that, that even though... Uh, people in church are trying to get you to believe in Jesus. It's not because they're like that's their whole goal is to convert people. It's that the reason that they're wanting to bring you to Jesus is because they know how much richness and joy uh, in this life and the next comes from believing in Jesus, that they want to share that with everybody. And so that my life is so much better now. And... And I'm always grateful that when I gave up on God and I tried to intentionally be blasphemous, that God didn't give up on me. And I thank God that He is more merciful than I am and that He is more patient than I am. And I, I sometimes relate to what Paul said, that I was once a blasphemer and a violent man, but 
I was forgiven because I did these things in ignorance and unbelief. And of course, I wasn't a violent man, but obviously I was a blasphemer. And Jesus chose to forgive me, not because I deserved it or because I earned it, but because he loves me and he wanted to show me grace. And if you don't know Jesus, and you, uh, or if you're questioning, I would encourage you to, to try it, to uh, reach out and pray to God. And if you have any questions about, about God, or if you would like to share your story about why you believe, or anything, if you'd want to be a guest on my podcast, uh, even if it's just audio only, not not video. That's, but if you what if you would like to be part of this, or share your story, please go by genecurl.com and uh, fill out the submit page. And I thank you for listening to this or watching. And God bless. And I hope to catch you next time. Thanks for listening to the Recovering Faith Podcast. Please rate and review this show and share it with your friends and family. You are loved.